Welcome to this ADHD Life, the show for people with ADHD, those who love them, and yes, even those who struggle to love them sometimes. This is episode one recorded on April the 26th, 2016. I mentioned that date because this podcast has been a long time coming, at least since the Super Bowl, and because of today's topic, it has been delayed. I mean, some would say I procrastinated a bunch, but it really had to do with today's topic, so stay tuned. Just a couple quick things since it's our first episode. Uh, I'm going to let you know I'm a coach in training. Uh, I look forward to uh, having a coaching practice later this year, and these podcasts are really intended to inform people about ADHD, what it is, what it isn't, uh, what strengths are what some of the negatives are, and more importantly, how to get around some of the negatives so that you can be your best ADHD self or you can help your ADHD loved one be their best self. I'm going to use a couple terms uh, throughout the episode. ADDers is a generic term for anybody with ADHD. Uh, it's meant as a pronoun, not meant to offend anyone. It's something I picked up in my coaching school, uh, and I quite like it. Uh, I will also use the term NTs. Uh, that's meant for neurotypicals, which are people without ADHD. There'll be a uh, terms list up on the website uh, in a week or two. But for now, that's all you need to know. Support is key. That's the reason I'm doing this show. I think the more that we can support each other and have neurotypicals supporting us, the better all of our ADD life, ADD or lives will be. Certainly uh, open to guests, uh, although that's not the focus of this show. I hope to bring in guests, uh, expert guests every once in a while. I'll have uh, ways to contact me at the end of the show, so be sure to stick around for that. Uh, planning on a bi-weekly schedule, uh, so about twice a month, and this is to avoid overwhelm. I'd love to do it every week. I know because of today's topic, it's probably not going to happen, or if it does, it's all I'm going to be doing every week. So about every couple weeks, twice a month is when you can expect to hear more episodes. So real quickly, I was diagnosed about a year ago, um, still working on finding the right medication mix, and I am sure I'll be discussing that on future episodes, uh, along with the different struggles that I have, and it wouldn't probably be surprising to anyone that maybe the first topics I cover might have some insight into my own struggles more than anything. Uh, I also want to dispel any rumors about what ADHD is and isn't. It is not the, oh, look, squirrel's disease, although distraction can happen. Uh, I find myself all the time turning around to pick something up, seeing something that's been undone, doing that, and going back. Uh, it doesn't mean that ADHD is necessarily winning, but it's it's one of the facets of my ADHD that I can get distracted by sort of undone things. And the reason those things that are on, aren't on a to-do list is because I have a tendency to get overwhelmed. So that's another another struggle of mine that I'll be discussing. All right, so that's quick housekeeping right there. Let's get on to today's topic uh, about perfectionism. I'm going to admit to you right now that I'm recording this introduction uh, a little under a week after I recorded the initial show, uh, so I apologize sort of for the hard edit, but I went back and listened, and, and maybe it's the perfectionist in me, but I realized the intro was too long. Wanted to get to the kind of meat of today's episode, which is perfectionism, and so we're going to pick it up talking about what delayed... Um, uh, this podcast. I paid for a website over a month ago. Um, I decided I was going to start this ADHD life. Well, back at the Super Bowl, I think is when I first started looking at Squarespace to host the site. And I know I registered the domain sometime last year. Uh, so this has been a long, long time coming. And the quest for perfectionism can stall my best of intentions. And that's exactly what had what happened here. I really have the intent of trying to help fellow ADHDers and their families live a better life. Um, and despite 
all of that intention, my quest for perfectionism has stalled that effort. Even today, I realized as I came home from the grocery store that, hey, you know what? Today's a day to record. Let's do a quick outline. Well, one and a half hours later, I'm here recording. I don't know if an hour and a half is reasonable for the outline, but it is what it is. And hopefully it will get me to good slash better and will let me give up being perfect. Let's talk about perfectionism for a minute. It can definitely cause procrastination. A lot of people think they are absolutely distinct areas. Uh, You know, I'm such a procrastinator. Well, you'd be surprised how much perfectionism can feed into procrastination. And procrastination a lot of times has to do with a fear of starting or a fear of finishing. So I might fear starting a project because I can't be perfect at it. Uh, So for example, uh, climbing a mountain, you know, is not something that I would be perfect at today. And if I wanted to, if I had an interest in it and an intention to do it, um, I think my perfectionism would stop me from Uh, from starting it. And people would look at it as a procrastination kind of thing. Equally, it can be a fear of finishing. So you get sort of, I don't know, 80, 90, 95% of the way there uh, to the goal line, and you can't finish because you're afraid that it's it's just not going to be perfect enough. And in some ways, that's what happened with my last recording, to be honest with you, is I recorded it, no outline, realized that it wasn't going to be perfect and the steps to try to make it perfect were too daunting, I didn't finish it. And I think the thing to realize is that perfectionism, perfect, is impossible for someone with ADHD. So if you think of a scale of one to 10, where one is eh, and 10 is the best work you've ever done for an ADHD or 11 is perfect. We have to have something beyond the 10 that is almost never attainable. We have to be able to judge ourselves on a scale of one to 10 and realize in our minds that 11 is actually perfect. And because it's not on the scale, it is not possible. No matter how well we think we've done it something, we can always find ways that it could have been better. It could have been more perfect. And I'm starting to think Spinal Tap was really onto something. Maybe 11 was there perfect. Perfectionism may indicate an abundance of time. So you might have too much time to think, for example. Uh, you know, it, we very rarely care about perfect when we're under pressure, when we have a lack of time. For many ADDers, execution under pressure is one of the superpowers that ADHD brings. So think about it. Do you have time to, to seek your perfection, to seek perfect when you're in a crisis, such as a loved one being rushed to a hospital? Or if you're approaching a deadline, like you just find out that your ADHD kid has a project due um, and it's like due tomorrow morning, well, perfectionism goes out the window. It's now rushed to the deadline. Um, it can also be great when you have a lack of time because you have so much going on that this thing that you've been procrastinating about has to be done and you have to give up the idea of being perfect. Keep in mind, some of us procrastinate until the last minute so that we can feel the joy of pressure. A joy of pressure, yes, we tend to thrive on adrenaline. Uh, Certainly those of us that are perfectionism-seeking enjoy adrenaline. And I would say a lot of ADDers too. If you look at some of the careers that are best for ADHDers, um, such as, you know, ambulance driver, policeman, military, 
uh, ER doctors. I mean, anything that you can think of that w- would shut down sort of the most timid of the NTs, we kind of go rushing towards. And a lot of that is adrenaline. Let's talk about feelings. There are many feelings behind perfectionism and what leads us sort of to it. I'm going to talk about just two of them, inadequacy, um, kind of thinking that you're a fraud. Uh, Just because we've done something really, really well in the past doesn't mean we're actually good at doing it. And ADDers tend to have lower self-esteem than our neurotypical brethren. Uh, It's just a a fact of life. Um, Not everybody, of course. I'm not trying to say everybody has lower self-esteem, but you will find a predominant number of people with ADHD have lower self-esteem than the general population. And uh, black and white thinking, uh, it's really perfectionism, a form of black and white thinking, uh, thinking there's only one way to do something and any other way is imperfect. Uh, so if you've ever caught yourself, you know, telling your spouse, well, you're doing X the wrong way. Uh, well, maybe that's not true. She, you know, he or she's just not doing X the way that you might do it. Uh, there are feelings caused by perfectionism, inadequacy. We feed right back into the loop. If we're not doing things because we're fear of not being perfect, uh, then we're going to start to develop some shame for not getting stuff done. Uh, overwhelm. So you might look at my to-do list and it overwhelms me. Well, some of it could be that a lot of those tasks I'm not ready to engage with because I've not gotten over what uh, my feeling of perfect is for them. Or really, I haven't gotten over my perfectionism and how it relates to those tasks. I haven't given it up. And of course, you can be extremely defensive with all of this. Stubbornness comes into play. That's just kind of a form of being defensive. They're my way or the highway, black and white thinking, there's only one way to do it. Uh, I can't tell you the number of times that my parents would blame my stubbornness on my quote-unquote hard Northern European head. Well, no, mom and dad, it was probably the ADHD. Negative outcomes are huge because of perfectionism. Miss deadlines, you might have lower pay and promotion opportunities because you miss those deadlines at work because you're too worried about perfecting the final product than shipping the final product. Stress particularly when uh, perfect leads to procrastination. It's not just us, but our support system that we stress. And of course, I think everybody knows that stress causes bodily harm, higher cortisol levels, all of that stuff. And if you can reduce stress just by kind of giving up perfect sometimes, well, you might actually live longer. Warning, I'm not a doctor. You have missed chances. So I know that by not starting this blog, maybe six years ago, uh, or a podcast six years ago, I may have missed some incredible chances. I don't necessarily regret that. Uh, I don't look back on myself shamefully, but I, I do acknowledge that some chances may have been missed. And, and most importantly, as a negative outcome, nothing gets done if it's not urgent. Uh, And even then it may not happen. So where this shows up is if I can't pay every single bill, which would be perfect, uh, nothing's going to get paid. And sometimes this is actually decision paralysis. Should I pay the water bill or the light bill? For example, I can't pay both. Which do I pay? Uh, I, I think that's a decision that is unfortunately all too common in ADHD households. And you can also give up a lot of pleasurable things. So if I can't have uh, you know, F, then A, B, C, D, and E are not worth it, right? So it's like I'm giving up just one thing. Whereas if I could just not be perfect, well, <laughs> I, I get a lot better results. 
The thing to take away is that sticking with perfectionism feeds itself, it feeds the negative feelings, and it feeds negative incomes. If you think about it, think of Apple, right? I know their stock just took a nosedive today. Uh, Again, that's why importance of the date at the top of the episode. Context is king sometimes. But I I think we all know the stock is going to go back up. They will release something awesome or they will release something not so awesome that a majority of the population just wants for some reason. And uh, their stock will go back up. But if you look at Apple, they don't strive for perfection. I can list probably 25 things about iOS 9 that I really, really hate. Um, And they will fix it at some point, but they don't wait to ship. They ship it. The contacts app completely sucks. It's sucked since the beginning of time. And I think maybe by iOS 11, they'll revamp it. It's their history. They don't stop shipping just to achieve something perfect. They realize they can iterate, they can go change it, they can improve. And that's what getting things done can actually help you do. If you just start tackling the things that you are afraid of tackling because they might not be perfect, the more you do similar things, the more perfect you will become. So success by avoiding perfectionism actually can build a more perfect result. It's, it's just weird, but isn't, isn't, isn't a lot of stuff in life that like that just sort of counterintuitive, but it all makes sense in the end. There's some good stuff with perfectionism. Um, ADDers can be extremely detail-oriented when we're highly interested, uh, very determined when we're highly interested, which is somewhat different from detail-oriented. Think uh, determined as far as stubborn. Uh, this feeds into hyperfocus, which is something that definitely will be a, an episode in the future. It's something that we have to really struggle with. Um, it, it's hyper-focus can be good if we're doing the right things and if we properly transition when our loved ones ask us to transition rather than snapping at them. A whole episode on that coming up in the future. And the other thing is it can help us identify and play to our strengths. So perfect seeks more perfect. If we're really strong at something and we really feel we are the expert or you know we're as close to perfect as an ADD or can get, because remember, ADDers can never achieve perfectionism. It's kind of like a diamond. There's always going to be a flaw. You can get really, really, really close, but there is no perfect diamond. Um, so we, we tend to unconsciously then start playing to our strengths because we want to do what we're good at because it'll raise our self-esteem, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so unconsciously we know our strengths, we play to them and that can make the world a better place for everyone. If you look at inventors, for example, a ton of them have ADHD. Anytime a huge innovation has come, uh, chances are the person that is that has been behind it uh, is ADHD, or back then, maybe not diagnosed. Uh, and it's been said that perfectionism is common in geniuses. So whether or not that's true, I don't know. But uh, I have heard and I have seen in my my own experience meeting other ADHDers that um, a lot of us are really, really smart. Um, and the the important thing to realize is that ADD is about executive function. Uh, it, it isn't about the sort of the resources or the knowledge we have. It's about execution. Now for the shift. Uh, there's a few things that, that hopefully you can take away from this episode that will help you with perfectionism in your own life. 
first of all, I think this is huge. Define success up front. And you have to do this at both the macro and micro levels. So certainly it makes sense when you have a goal, you want to define what success is. Uh, if you say, I want to lose weight, um, you're not just going to say probably, I just want to lose weight because someone's going to say, well, how much? Well, I don't know. I'm just going to lose weight. Well, what does success mean? So you need it at, at the project level, at the macro level, but sometimes you need it even at the micro level. Um, so feeding into my lose weight example, if you are going to a birthday party and uh, you're going to a restaurant that you can sort of control what you eat there, but you can't control what's in the cake that your friend brought. Uh, but you definitely want a piece of cake. So what's a success for you there? Well, success might be ordering off the healthier menu at the restaurant and then having the cake. Uh, this flies in the face of that uh, alphabet thinking, right? Uh, previously, when when I was striving for, for, for perfection, uh, if I couldn't have, you know, the giant burger with the fries and the Coke and the cake, well, then the whole evening just wasn't worth it to me. I would wind up uh, just doing crazy things like uh, having a healthy menu and a water and denying myself cake and going home completely zapped of energy. It's important to have your successes. I, I think the definition at, at really the micro level is a key takeaway. What does each thing on your task list look like a success? So I will tell you today, my success for today is merely following this, this outline that's in front of me and getting some stuff into GarageBand, just getting the recording done. That's my success for today. I have an item on my to-do list for tomorrow uh, to actually go back and figure out what the rest of the stuff is that I need to do to get this episode out. And then I will probably define success uh, for one or more of those items tomorrow and actually do them. Delegate in areas of disinterest or weakness. So you probably know what you're not that great at. You may not want to admit it, but probably deep down you do. Uh, you probably know things that you really, really hate doing. Um, and it's important to to delegate these things. So for example, in our household, um, I am very, very good at getting laundry into the washer. Um, not so good at getting it between the washer and the dryer, but I absolutely suck at getting it folded and into the dresser. If it were just me here, and, and this was me in my 20s and early 30s, I would have a series of baskets hanging from my shelves. Uh, underwear went in one, white socks in another, colored socks in another. Uh, I think I did fold my t-shirts and just put them on a shelf and the same with shorts and pants got hung. Um, but because I'm cohabitating and that person likes to have a dresser and that dresser needs to have stuff folded a certain way, I don't do the folding of laundry. It's something that is disinteresting to me. Uh, it's a weakness of mine. It's delegated within my household. Now, at the same time, I don't mind grocery shopping. It's a game to see how much money I can save with coupons. Um, and it's just kind of fun to get out and interact with the world once in a while, provided it's not being done on a weekend. So grocery shopping is, is something that I do. Um, whereas my partner folds the laundry. We do have problems asking for help though. So it's not like I first asked for this help when we were first dating. No, it's something that came just with six years of a relationship, I think it was probably four and a half, maybe five years in. It may have been after my diagnosis that I realized, you know what? I suck at this. I don't want to do it. How about I can delegate this to you and you can delegate something that you hate to me? 
This came huge for me with the podcast. A month ago, I was stuck on a logo for the podcast. And I still don't have the perfect logo. Um, but just getting that logo got me unstuck. It got me to work on the website a little bit. Um, I have now redelegated and asked the person to brighten up the logo for me a bit. Um, anytime you can delegate, it's huge. Just make sure the other party is interested, make sure it's playing to one of their strengths and make sure they're willing to do it. You can't just say, Hey, I'm not going to ever fold clothes because I hate it. You need to have an agreement there. You can mess up on purpose. One of the things that I'm doing right now, and this was actually a topic in one of the Facebook groups I belong to, uh, is taking a medication vacation. I have sort of a mini vacation slash um, time to catch up in class week because I am uh, not attending one of the uh, conferences uh, for ADHD that's out there. Um, and I've just decided to take a medication vacation to really see whether medication is helping me, isn't helping me see how, how I am off of it versus on it. Some people would say that's messing up on purpose. Um, you know, uh, cooking, sometimes you just got to mess up a few eggs to learn how to make an over easy and an over medium egg. Uh, it just, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You have to remember the cheap, fast, good rule. Um, hopefully most of you have heard of this, but I certainly did back when I was doing software consulting and implementations. You would always tell a client, look, you can have two of three things. It can be inexpensive. I can do it really quickly and I can do it really, really well. Um, I'm not going to say perfect, but as close to perfect as possible. You can have two of those. You cannot have all three. There is no way that you can have really, really good, inexpensively, and really, really cheaply. Um, it, it's just not possible. Remember that rule. And also save your perfect for times that matter. Times that you have the strongest of intentions. So it's not important that I vacuum perfectly and vacuum perfect lines into the carpet. The only reason that's important to me is because my father drilled it into me decades ago. I've let it go. It's no longer important that it's perfect. The more that I and you and your ADHD loved ones can save that perfect for times that matter, the, the more unstuck we become and the, the greater stuff we can do, the greater amounts and actually the greater stuff. If I can stop focusing on what the perfect car wash is for my car, well, then maybe I can work on this website more, which actually speaks to me more. My intention of helping speaks to me so much that that's really what's so important. But this fear of getting the wrong car wash or something, you know, it's going to harm my car in some way actually detracts from doing what's truly, truly important. So save that, that drive for perfectionism for the times that really matter in your life. And keep in mind that when you're in a stress-filled situation again, you don't strive for perfect. Your intention drives it at that point. Uh, so while you're saving your perfectionism, if you have a good intention, you might actually be very, very close to perfect anyway, as long as you don't have sort of uh, perfectionism lint out there. Real quick, how I got unstuck. Um, I followed my energy. I mentioned that earlier. For some reason, I'm driving home from the Publix and I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to record a podcast today. Hey, you know what? Let's do an outline. Hey, you know what else happened? The outline let me record this in chunks. Last month when I recorded the episode, and it was much, much different, and maybe someday I'll release that. Um, I would just try to do the entire thing off the cuff, completely stream of conscious. I didn't want to have to have a bunch of edit points. 
all that stuff. It really kind of sucked. So doing the outline, let me record it in chunks. Planning it forced me to set my successes. So I knew general areas I wanted to talk about. The bullet points helped me know when I felt I was successful at talking to the topic. Uh, The friend helped me with a logo, but then I got stuck again. I mentioned that. Um, And realizing that this doesn't matter, giving myself space. And I think that's another thing that can be used in your uh, sort of avoiding or your eschewing perfectionism. Give yourself space. Yes, it's important. First impressions matter. If this podcast completely sucks, this episode completely sucks, you may never tune in again. You may not subscribe. You may not re-download it. But in the grand scheme of my life, it's not necessarily, it's not a moneymaker for me. It's not anything where I have a personal interaction with you. It's not going to threaten my health in any way. Um, so in the grand scheme of life, it's not all that, that, that mean, not meaningful. In the grand scheme of life, it, it just, it doesn't matter how perfect this podcast is. As long as my intention comes through and I speak to the, the topic and I uh, accomplish what I've wanted to accomplish, whether you hear my cat jump up on the desk and bump up against me or the, the papers ruffle or, you know, even, I don't know, just thinking for a minute and going, uh, right. Uh, it, it just, it doesn't. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. What matters is the content, not the perfect logo, the perfect podcast feed, the perfect website, the perfect recording, the perfect edit point, the perfect theme music, the perfect guests, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And yes, those are all things that had me stuck for the longest time. And I'll be honest with you, they probably will continue to stick me, uh, except that I am going to be more conscious over the next week to make sure this episode gets out. it just has to. All right. So that's the first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I really, really, really hope that you will subscribe on iTunes. I think the more that someone does something, the better they get. And I think that will happen with this podcast. Um, I definitely am very much enjoying what I'm learning about ADHD and have a passion to share it with the world. Uh, so subscribe and, and hopefully it's helpful to you. You can certainly go to thisadhdlife.com and leave comments there. Uh, as I mentioned, I am certainly open to having professional guests on the show uh, to discuss their area of expertise or certain subjects. Uh, if you wish to be a guest on a future episode, please go to thisadhdlife.com slash guest and fill out the form. It'll ask you for specialties, what you want to talk about, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I also have another podcast in the works. Uh, in some ways, it is my uh, fun podcast. Uh, if you have ADHD or you live with an ADHD and you feel like uh, having me interview and just kind of discuss your life experiences with the uh, with the disease, uh, strengths, negatives, all of that, uh, please email me. You can email me at interview at thisadhdlife.com. So for guests, go to thisadhdlife.com slash guests. And for the next podcast, uh, interview at thisadhdlife.com will reach me by email. Next show date is to be determined, uh, but I certainly will be discussing my medication vacation. Uh, The show topic I meant to say is to be determined, and this is another area. I could stop the recording, go back and say, you know, make it so you never actually saw that I was imperfect and I said the wrong word. The next show date hopefully is going to be two weeks from uh, release of this one, which means I'll be recording in two weeks from this Wednesday. Um, 
definitely going to discuss the medication vacation and we'll figure out what topic speaks to me at that point. Certainly in the comments, if this was not published by May 3rd or by the end of May 3rd and May 3rd, end of May 3rd, Eastern Standard, uh, Eastern Daylight Savings Time, uh, feel free to leave me sort of a, I don't know, uh, be nice in the comments, but hold me accountable. And the last thing, and you will probably hear me say this every single time in some, some way, shape or form, and this has been a huge one that I am still working on. Uh, always, always, always be kind to yourself, practice self-compassion, self-care. You are much better at stuff than you give yourself credit for. Sure, there's some stuff that you don't necessarily do so well. Don't focus that on that. Focus on what you really do well. Be compassionate to yourself. Give yourself the self-care that you deserve and just be good. You can be good to everybody else, but it doesn't matter if you're not good to yourself. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.